from Grabala's Beachside Resort and Buffet on Canto Bite to the Space Battle Above Crate, you're listening to Star Scavengers, a Lego Star Wars podcast. I am one of your hosts, Jonah Marie Macias, and I am here with my co-host, Aaron Goins. How, how's it going, Aaron? It's going good, Jonah. Today is a special day. It is. For a number of reasons, probably, for different people. But for us as Star Wars fans, specifically as Rebels fans, it's like hashtag Rebels Remembered. That's right. And I'm so glad that came together because I was worried that only like 10 people would, would tweet about it. But it worked. It worked. People have been sharing their memories all day long and i'm happy that it's brought some sort of unity to the fandom at least for the time being (laughs) yeah i mean it's it, it does seem like a thing in fandom that a lot of people can kind of get together and agree on when it comes to star wars rebels yeah yeah like of course it has its it's uh, issues here and there, but I think for the most part, people really were captivated by it at the end of the day. And so I'm happy to see all those happy memories coming back and people finding some common ground, at least because, you know, every, everything's a hot topic nowadays, especially The Last Jedi. Like you can't talk about The Last Jedi without someone coming up to your face and saying something about it and starting up a, a Twitter battle. <laughs> right? I know. Man. How dare you not agree with my Raylo thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> you know, oh my gosh. Speaking of which, and I, I, I hate to go off on a tangent, but I just have to make it clear. I've actually kind of jumped off that ship. Really? Yeah, it's very interesting because now we could do a whole episode about this. We're gonna <laughs> let's make everybody angry. <laughs> you know, and I mean, I still, I still, you know, ship whatever you want, sort of mentality. But personally, I kind of started gearing away from it, and I'm actually in the. And I know people are gonna hate this <laughs> now, but I, I'm in the ship. I'm not ship, but I'm in the boat where I kind of want Kylo Ren to die. <laughs> Whoa, you just, you like jumped out of your ship, swam over to my ship, and jumped right in. What, <laughs> yeah, what happened? I don't know. I think it was I think it was just a lot of conversation because I I'm attached to a lot of groups that obviously gear more towards that conversation of the of the Raylo conversation, and I guess over time I just got very annoyed with it, but not in a bad way. It's just like after a while you got kind of get sick of it. So I, I just thought, man, I really don't want them to end up together. <laughs> what are some alternatives? Exactly. Yeah, yeah. And I started looking at it objectively. Like, you know, it makes sense that um, Kylo Ren would descend to where he is, where he is now. So I don't really see him coming back out of it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, I've thought about it kind of for on my own. It's weird because maybe I've kind of done the opposite because I think I was... I was so against the idea of like Kylo Ren and Rey being a thing mm. that I was like, no, no, any any other option is better. Yeah. Um, yeah. But then like the more I've heard people talk about it and the more, you know, you kind of analyze and rewatch things and you, you look for hints and you're like, maybe they are kind of setting that up. <laughs> like, so 
I'm not necessarily on the sh- on the boat where I'm saying I want it to happen, but I can I can kind of see where it might. Right, right. So I'm like I'm prepping myself right. for that possibility. Got it. It's like okay, if they go that direction, I'm already kind of mentally prepared for it, even though it's not my preference. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, um, that's that's so funny how we kind of switch gears yeah, there. We, yeah. So, <laughs> but this is how I think of it. It's kind of like if you want if you want that, then then ship it, and that's your thing. More power yeah, to you. Yeah. But if you don't want that and you want something else, it doesn't make you a bad guy. It doesn't make you it's not like I hate the Raylos. Like if, if right. you're a Raylo, like that's your opinion. I'm I'm more than happy to respect your opinion. But it seems like people get really angry. It's almost like they take it very personally. Right. If yeah, you, and that's if you don't agree the with thing. their stance. Yeah, that's the thing about Twitter. Where you, they get people get really defensive, and I do too, especially when it concerns Ezra. Yeah. But uh, but I try not to voice it often, and if I do, I go to my best friend. And I'm like, look what this person said, and, and then I rant, I rant to her, and then I kind of just you know come back down to earth. I'm like, oh yeah, it's whatever. <laughs> I think you just have to have good humor about it, you know. If yeah, you know, you can be all for the thing that you're into, but if somebody else isn't and they kind of joke about it, it's like it's they're just joking, you know. It's no big deal. Like I, I give you a hard time about Ezra. You know, I've I've given you a hard time about other things, and it's kind of like it's not a personal jab, you know. It's exactly. Just, it's just uh, all in good fun. So indeed, indeed. How did this turn into a Raylo <laughs> conversation? I don't know. I was know, gonna save that for later. You- because there's a scene in the episode because... where where uh, they actually run into Ray and Kylo. Exactly. So yeah. So it, that would have been the time to bring it in. <laughs> but before we move into that discussion, there's also some Lego news in the Star Wars Star Wars world pertaining to Resistance. So there's two sets that are coming, I believe, in April. April first. Cool. Nice. Yeah, so one of them is Major Von Rigg's, uh TIE Fighter. Is it the TIE Fighter? Yes, Ma- Major Von Rigg's TIE Fighter. And that comes with a Kaz minifig, as well as Major Von Rigg, General Leia, and Bucket. And then there's the Black Ace TIE Interceptor that features Poe, BB-8, and a Griff Halloran minifig. So Have you kept your... up with Resistance? Yeah, I've for the most part. I'm a little behind. Um, I think I'm I'm not because it's over, right? The season's over. Almost. There's two episodes left. Okay, so I'm I haven't. Okay, cool. Um, maybe I'm not as far behind as I think, but um, I'm trying to remember the last one I saw. I saw the one where the little baby creatures, mommy creature, showed up. Oh, Bebo! Yeah, that's early on in this season. And then I saw the next one. Um, what I'm trying Probably to remember. The- the what Doza happened. Dilemma, I think. Yeah. That might have been with Sonara. Oh, and they, they the First Order kind of pretends that they rescue her. Yes, and that's the Doza Dilemma. And then now he's like allowing them to be on the station now. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I think that, so am I, am I pretty far behind then? Yeah, I want to say you're maybe like three or four episodes behind. Okay, that's not bad because I can knock out three or four episodes in a couple days. Yeah. But I knew I was behind, but I just didn't know how far, but... No, I'm I'm enjoying it. It's definitely um, a bit of a slower burn for me than than um, like Rebels was. So I'm kind of my issue with it, and I was just talking to somebody about this recently, and I I finally figured out why it hasn't like resonated with me. 
as much yet is I feel like they're not establishing a lot of character um, relationships mm, that, interesting. I, that I'm that I care about. So because I don't care about the character relationships, then I just don't care about the characters as much. And I compare it to Rebels where I felt like, you know, the relationships that they had established, you know, between Hera and Kanan or between Kanan and Ezra or even Hera and and Ezra, you know, as like that mother kind of relationship, that motherly kind of relationship that they had. Yeah. Um, it was like I felt that. I felt the intensity of those relationships. So it was like, oh man, like I really care about these characters. And I, I don't, I don't feel that on any, any of the relationships in this show. Fascinating. I know one of my things is the fact that the force isn't a factor. And I mean, even in Rogue One, you still had someone like, um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking out on his name. Cheer it. Yes, Chirrut, you know, who still had some sort of connection or following with the Force. So, like, I, I, I like that, but there's just nothing in Resistance. Yeah. <laughs> Except for maybe one thing here and there, but it's very subtle. It hasn't been explained all that well. So it's just like, uh, the Force is what makes Star Wars for me. But at the same time, I've been enjoying the individual characters and their own journeys, um, even though it's it's still slow. Like you said, it's a slow burn. Yeah. I enjoy the visuals and I've actually come around to the art style. At first it really kind of threw me off, mm. but I've kind of come around to and actually see, especially in certain like ship shots and like, um, you know, kind of approaching shots to the station and things like that, that actually look really, really cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the kind of close ups on the characters is where it, it's not as good for me. Um, but yeah, it's, it comes down to the relationship thing. I was trying to think about it. I was like, is there any kind of pairing or relationship in the show that seems kind of important in there? Yeah. Isn't? Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Like even even Doza, Captain Doza and his daughter's relationship still feels like we haven't seen much of it. Like I, I wish the mom was there in a way and and, and try to help flesh out this relationship that's there, but we still don't see much of it and we haven't seen much of the aces. And so I can see how people haven't really gotten on board with it yet. Yeah. I'm expecting that maybe as the show continues to grow and they can kind of get some, some groundwork that they will start to connect things more. Um, but right now it just feels like it's fun. Like I, I, I enjoy watching it. Um, I, I think the humor is good. Oh, it uh, makes me laugh all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So it's fun and I, and I like to watch it, but it's still, I just haven't gotten emotionally affected by it yet, which yeah. that's kind of, for me, it's a barometer of how much I like something is if it can impact me emotionally. And there hasn't been that yet. Like there's no moment where I'm like feeling like, oh man, like this is, this is a really serious situation or I'm, you know, oh, I feel like connected to this character enough that if something bad happens to them, it's going to affect me. Right. And right. Just none of that yet. Um, and it's, it's interesting because Freemakers does give us that with the, you know, the three siblings, there's Roger and, and now with Lego all-stars, you had the parents come into the picture. You have Moxie and mm-hmm. her friendship with Roger. So you get these relationships in there. 
Yeah, I, I do agree that I think Freemaker Adventures and All-Stars has done a bit of a better job of making me care about the characters. But I think it's that family aspect. Kaz is very much a, kind of on his own. Mm. And, you know, the friendship that he has with... Um, uh, what's the what's the main guy the main character that he's kind of always hanging out with the alien character niku niku yeah like their friendship they're kind of like buddies but there isn't like a really close bond there no you know? no it's not I, like an I edra wish... kanan type thing um and then tam is it's like she just doesn't like kaz <laughs> there's no connection there the the and i'm just going to reveal the fact that i'm really bad at the names but like the guy that kind of runs the shop Eager, eager, like he doesn't really seem to like anybody either. There's just nothing. There's nothing that's the the Pulling closest like in. friendship is like BB-8 and the other ball droid. They're like <laughs> they're the closest that we've gotten to a relationship in the show. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh, they're so sweet. <laughs> I do like it when Poe po shows up. It seems like whenever Poe shows up, it kind of you know I perk up a little bit. Like okay, I like Poe. <laughs> But well, the Lego sets though. We're we're talking. Um, this is what happens when we don't podcast for a while. We just talk about everything um, that we haven't talked about in the past month or so. But these Lego sets, what did you like? Kind of what were your thoughts initially seeing them? Were you like, oh, I have to have these, or what do you think about these designs? I actually initially thought, wow, this is exactly what I was go- what I was wanting. I, I really wanted to see Lego resistance sets. But at the same time, I thought, man, I, I wish they had gone with some of the more colorful ships that are in the show, like the Ace Pilot ships. Like I would have loved to have seen a Torah Lego set and a um, Fireball Lego set. So they, they went with the designs that are known by the fans because it's a business at the end of the day and they got to make money. So, so they go for the design that fans are most familiar with. And they went with the two Imperial designs. And I thought, man, couldn't they have varied it up a little bit? And I mean, I am excited for the mini figs for sure. So I'll definitely pick them up, but they're not my ideal resistance sets. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that, I am a little disappointed with the ships that they chose. Um, it does seem a little bit lazy. The because it's kind of like the tie the tie set. Um, it looks like they just kind of changed the colors of a set I've already seen before. You know. Mm-hmm. And the only thing I do I do think it's cool that we're getting a Kaz minifig. Yeah. Um, although I think his hair looks weird. Oh, I actually kind of like it because we haven't really seen that hairstyle in a lot of minifigs. Yeah, I agree. And that's that's actually a minifig hairstyle I've always kind of wished that they would do because that is a, a pretty common hairstyle mm. um, that Kaz has, like that kind of like, you know, high and tight type thing going on there. But it's hard to replicate in a Lego. Yeah. Because you almost have to have some sort of side hair going on because of the way that it fits around the head. And it looks like all they did was just change the color of the side of the hair to gray, which then it just makes it look like he's an old man. <laughs> you, know? you know, I didn't think of it that way. So I almost would have preferred them just doing like a top of the head hair piece and then having some sort of printed kind of side hair to make it look like really thin. Got it. Um, yeah. Instead of doing the whole full around head piece, because I just don't think it really looks like him that much. Mm. Um, but the outfit does. Um, but then the other minifigs, it's kind of like, okay, Leia 
of all people like that's she's barely even in the show and we and it's like they just took that minifig from a different set and put it in there yeah i kind of wish that they had gone with either niku or yeager niku would have been interesting because we haven't seen that alien species represented as a lego a lego minifig i don't think yeah i don't think i don't think we hondo have. maybe is there a hondo minifig um oh, wait no they're not the same species <laughs> yeah i was gonna say we and nikto are different but <laughs> they but yeah i just thought like kind of the minifigs that we get here um you get Kaz, which makes sense, but then you would think maybe some of the other main characters that have been introduced that are kind of in every episode, like Tam and Yeager, Niku, would make more sense than doing someone like Leia. Um, and Poe is another one. It's kind of like, okay, he is in the show, but he's also a minifig you can get in a lot of other sets. I wish they would have given us something a little more unique. Um, and I think, man, BB-8s in so many sets. I have like 10 BB-8s already. Um, yeah. And then Griff is another one. It's like what he's had like three lines in the whole yeah, show. Pretty much. So sadly. Yeah, it's interesting the choices they made. I mean, it's cool that they're making resistant sets. And Bucket is a good one. I like Bucket because he's so unique. So that's kind of a cool choice there. But um some of the choices they went with, I'm a little disappointed. I hope there's more coming. Mm, yeah same i'm hoping that this run will be a bit successful and then they can go ahead and make more hoping so but yeah that's it for our star wars news did you want to talk about the show (laughs) yeah we should talk about lego all-stars we're down to the final the final like two-part episode that's right rolling with bb8 resistance on the run it's so funny because I watched it when it aired and I laughed up. I, I laughed it up and thought, man, this is such great stuff. And then I rewatched it for the purpose of this recording and I was still laughing hysterically, even though I knew what was coming. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what, yeah, that's what Freemaker Adventures will do. Although it's not Freemaker Adventures. I still love the fact that they they tricked everybody into thinking they were getting something different, but it was just a sequel to Freemaker Adventures. It was. Uh, Even if you so look good. at like on Disney, Disney XD's website where you can go to watch it, like mm-hmm. all the characters that are in the banner, you know, it's like Han and Kylo Ren or whoever else is up in the banner, but no, you know, no Freemaker Adventures characters are represented. Yeah. You know, it's like they're trying to draw you in. Like, oh, yeah, it's all the familiar characters, the all-star cast. And then when you start watching it, you're like, wait, this is this is just a show about Moxie and... And uh, and, and her grandparents. Yeah, and Kapow. <laughs> and Kapow, yeah. <laughs> what, what I really love, too, is that um, it's, it's both a prequel and a sequel because you get to know their parents, but then you also see what happens afterward. Yeah. In this episode, rolling with BB-8, the first part, um, it's like right during the Last Jedi. Like it, it starts at the kind of that chase scene with the ships getting fired upon. So we're like parallel to a movie that we, you know, just watched. Right. Yeah, and I like how it it uh, mirrors that final episode in Freemaker Adventures with Return of the Jedi. So you kind of see that movie differently, at least from a 
Freemaker Adventures fans' perspective, you know, you, you think about, oh, Rowan was there and, and Roger was there. So I, I kind of think of The Last Jedi differently, too, because of the series. Yeah, it, it gives you different kind of different insight, you know, canon adjacent insight, but still <laughs> things that, you know, were happening kind of off screen, which is kind of interesting. Yeah, yeah. And I, I love that it starts off um, as well at the Grabala's Canto Bite Beachside Resort and Buffet. Like that's where Roger is being held for <laughs> mm-hmm. Roger. Yeah, Roger. Yeah, I guess that we had left off kind of, I had forgotten that since we watched the last episode. I had forgotten that we left ago. off where they were going to try to rescue him. Mm-hmm. And he's he's been captured by Grabala and they're trying to figure out where this the starfighter is which right is, which um leads to some pretty interesting stuff but we get the them talking about like vader had a family did they did they say that line in the last episode too i think so okay. it was with kylo and i think when kylo sliced up his gravala statue <laughs> i love when uh Grabala's standing there interrogating roger and then his little communicator goes off and it's phasma but i like that when the communicator goes off it sounds like a cell phone buzz you know when you have your phone on silent yeah (laughs) just that little detail and i also love in that specific scene when he calls phasma creepy chromey lady (laughs) i thought yeah i'm gonna call her that from now on Because I'm in the process of reading fa- the Phasma novel. So I thought, yeah, creepy, crummy lady. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah. They characterize her pretty well in this in this show, um, especially if you've read the Phasma novel. Cool. There's not a lot of good, you know, the, a lot of times these villains, you're kind of like, oh, yeah, like I kind of like them because there's like they think they're doing good things or they have a good side to them. You can kind of find yourself rooting for villains sometimes. Mm-hmm. But Phasma has always been one of those characters that's pretty much just dark through and through. Got it. Yeah. That's my impression so far. <laughs> yeah. Spoiler alert on the novel. She's bad. <laughs> She's bad. <laughs> but uh, I also love that um, Ram and Bash made an appearance in this episode. I miss them. You know, they're 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 just hilarious. Yeah. And Roger uses their competitiveness against them to uh <laughs> to, to get the uh i guess was it the key what was that or no it was, it was a communicator, a, uh, communicator yeah. yeah yeah so he could call um, moxie call moxie for help but yeah that was funny how he he got them all riled up to go against each other like whose whose jab was better yeah <laughs> to grind my gears is not not that good can you tell which one's ram and which one's bash by by curiosity no, I never no. thought about it. I mean, I'm sure like if you look, there's probably some visual indicators. There is. But I never their... thought enough about it. Yeah, it's their eyes, but I can never remember which one is which based on their eyes. But their their eyes are different. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, from there they go to back to Moxie and Moxie you know, knows that she has to do this, even though the resistance is under heavy fire. Oh, I did find it funny how their ship, obviously it wasn't detected, but um, with all the chaos that was going on, but 
it, it, thinking back to the movie, I remember that being a problem for, I think it was Rose and Finn because they had to leave when they were, oh shoot, now I can't remember. Because they were leaving and then they were worried that they'd get caught by a command center. So they had to leave under, in the, like the, in the shadows of sorts. Oh, hmm. I don't know. I don't remember that specific thing. I just remember even after watching The Last Jedi for the first time, being a little confused about the coming and going of ships. Mm. And then the idea that there's like a chase going on and the, the First Order, you know, couldn't necessarily catch up to the Resistance. Right. And then, but then other ships were kind of flying away and coming back willy nilly. Mm-hmm, and like in the movie, it's just uh, Finn and Ray and their shuttle, and then or not Finn, Finn and Rose and their shuttle, but then Ray also with the Millennium Falcon kind of pops in too. That's right. So that was something yeah. that always kind of confused me. It's like, well, if if these ships can kind of come and go, and then why can't the First Order just jump and catch up to the Resistance? So that was something I think that they just always bothered me. Yeah, I think they it was just like a long cat and mouse game. Like yeah. they just it they was just, just enjoyed the story. it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was kind of like it's the that's the story, and you just kind of have to roll with it. Mm-hmm. And so I came to that, you know, I'm good with it now. Got but, it. But the, I just remember thinking that that was something that didn't make a lot of sense. And then now watching this, it reminded me because I'm like, oh wait, yeah, they did the same thing. They just jumped into a shuttle and and flew away. <laughs> right. Um, so yeah, but it was kind of cool the shuttle that they because they were using the same style shuttle that Finn and Rose used. That's right, Same yeah. Kind of shuttle, which is a set you can buy. That there's a Lego set that is that specific shuttle that comes with a Finn and Rose uh, minifig. Cool. So every time I see us, every time I see something represented in these shows, that's like, oh, I can buy that set. That always, for whatever reason, gets me excited. <laughs> that's nice. <laughs> um, and I like how when they arrive at Canto Bites, they can't get in because they don't have formal attire. And they, you know, they need to find credits to do so. And BB-8 just happens to be there um, because they had thrown him out in the movie, and he has all these credits because of that one little alien who kept putting <laughs> credits in him. We thought he was like a little slot machine. <laughs> yeah, I love how they made that connection. Yeah, I think Moxie and Kapow um, have really cool looks to them, and I was starting to admire the design of those two characters just from a minifig perspective mm. and i was like oh moxie's got like a really cool look to her um and i was trying to look at the different pieces and i'm like oh would that be something i could custom make a moxie but i, I was trying to think if there's a hair piece that if that actually looks like that or if that's just something that they designed specifically for her because if you could find that hair piece you could probably make a moxie minifig yeah, and actually, I was trying to do a. Was it Moxie or I can't remember now? It might have been Moxie or Becky Smoochenbacher, <laughs> but I was trying to create a custom, and I could not find a specific hairpiece. And I thought I am. I just spent the last two hours browsing through all these websites, and I could not find it. It might have been Moxie actually. And yeah, it, it, I couldn't, I, I, I'm going to have to do it from scratch. I don't even know how. <laughs> Mold it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that you could find something close because it's just kind of like a pulled back, you know, hairstyle and a ponytail mm. style thing. Um, 
Oh, it wasn't Moxie. I'm sorry. It was the the mom, the uh, the Freemaker's mom. That's oh, what I was trying to okay. do. Lena. Yeah. Yeah, Moxie might be easier with that hair. I feel like I've seen it before, but later on when they get into Stormtrooper outfits, yeah, I was thinking that would be easier because then you could just find a Stormtrooper, pop you know pop the head off and put a you know you could probably even use Cordy's head. Oh, that's right. And then get a Moxie hairpiece, and then you could have a, a custom Moxie. But um, Kapow though would be harder. Because they don't have, I don't think you can find a Kapow head anywhere. Right. I know before we were talking about how I didn't really like Kapow that much. (laughs) Then I got called out on Twitter (laughs) by the creators. Um, So I don't know if that pushed me or maybe just my own opening of my own eyes. But now I'm starting to like Kapow more. That's good. Yay, Aaron. I really appreciate it. I'm not just saying that just because I'm trying to like toe the line. (laughs) <laughs> and backpedal i actually like after like watching these episodes i think i'm just getting more used to him and i love that he his way of speaking is just barely discernible that you can kind of tell what he's saying but you really can't right and i actually really found that enjoyable to yeah. kind of try to decide like okay what did he just say or um i think he said at one point he was just like well now you tell me or something like that like and it's like he mumbles it, but you're like, oh, I totally heard that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Almost the way Chopper does in Rebels where he does these little sounds and you're like, he just said something. I heard him say something. <laughs> yeah. And Chopper Chopper was funny too because you can hear when he says something really bad. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, did, they, did he really just say that? <laughs> <laughs> they can get away with it because it's just, just undiscernible enough. <laughs> And uh, I forget what happens next. Um, oh, yeah, they get that's right. They get dressed. They get their, their attire. And she wears something similar to what her auntie wore, Auntie Cordy, and the when they went to go to the auction. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, in the Ember Steel Blade, I believe that was the one. And, uh, yeah, they were wearing the same hairstyle, similar dress. <laughs> yeah. And they quickly got caught, though. Yeah, they did. <laughs> Phasma, uh, Phasma and Grabala. Yeah, oh, I love when Grabala says, you know, you get to take Roger and, you know, go find the Jedi Starfighter and make Kylo Ren happy, if that's a thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if that's even possible. Right. <laughs> and I love that he also says that huts have a great sense of smell. <laughs> Was he talking about something about, um, oh, yeah, he had some joke around that. Yeah, yeah, even though thing. we smell kind of. And, yeah. And, and, yeah, he was, and he was waiting for up. a reaction. He's like, nobody, you know. He's like, what, I can't help it, I sweat or something like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, you know, and Roger, I love that he does this, but he gives Cordy a hand, but it's not really a hand. Not Cordy. Uh <laughs> Moxie, he gives Moxie a hand, but it's not really a hand; it's his leg. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I really love how Roger uses his parts to be able to beat up other people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The in the first order kind of shows their true colors because they just they say, you know, we're not going to pay you. They don't pay Grabala. The first order takes what it wants; it does not pay. I think is That's this Phasma right. line. Yeah. Um, 
but then Roger, yeah, he uses his leg to to help them escape. And it was kind of cool to see Phasma in action a little bit uh, because that's not something she has such little screen time in the movies, and it was kind of cool to see her a little bit in a bigger role and and see like these action scenes with her where she's like flipping around and you know kind of being a little bit more intimidating. And and we rarely see her in Star Wars Resistance too, so. I like that we see her being successful in this show, even if it's just capturing the Jedi starfighter, because I, I wish that we could see her having more successes, even though, of course, that means that the Rebels will be defeated in some way. But I felt like Phasma was just kept being, kept being bitten down, um, not bitten down, being kicked down time and time again. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see if she makes a reappearance. I know there's a lot of um, hope, I guess, yeah. that she would come back. But we we'll will see. see. Yeah. <laughs> she gets another face-off with Finn, maybe. <laughs> we got to see her and Finn face off a little bit in this one. That's um, true. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that the father's chasing happens at this point, and it goes through Garala's palace. And I love that he says, you're ruining my dream. <laughs> you kind of had to, f- you felt that though, right? The, f- uh, because the- all we, you know, having watched Freemaker Adventures was this big thing that he was trying yeah. to accomplish. And then he finally did. And then it gets all torn down around him. And I started, I was feeling bad for the guy. I'm like, oh man, yeah. his life's work. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> and and I love that he says, are we insured? And, and, and Yopo was like, no. And he, th- and he says, um, I'm ruined. I'm ruined. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ruined. Are we insured? No. I'm ruined. I mean, even if he wasn't short, I don't think they'd cover Favier's running through your palace. Yeah, I don't know if uh, if there's Favier insurance. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I also love that scene where Roger is in the speeder and Phasma's driving it. And he says that this should be chapter 168, Favier Flight of Canto Bite. <laughs> <laughs> Falling 2, by the way. And yeah, it doesn't Phasma say something like there was a volume one? Right. Self published on the hollow net. <laughs> this may be my favorite part of the episode. Right? Yeah. It was very clever back and forth between him and Phasma, which are two characters that you just don't think you're gonna see interact. Exactly. You know, like Phasma and, and Roger, you know, from Freemaker Adventures. Just not a situation where you could have imagined that those two would have really interacted, but we get this funny scene between them two, and she's questioning the validity of him as a writer. Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, it leads to her figuring out where the starfighter is because it's in his book. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I love that, you know, as she's playing it, you hear Roger saying, and that can be found on this detailed map, which I'm providing for free. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, such genius writing. Oh, yeah, definitely. And then that <laughs> kind of leads right into, you know, it ends that first part where, you know, now they know where to find the Starfighter. So they go off to do that. And then um, Moxie and Kapow kind of find themselves still trapped on Canto Bite. 
because they don't have a ship to get off of there. So the the next episode starts. I really love the the next up or the next part of this episode, Resistance on the Run. Um, it starts in this like really epic way that you get these these giant rancors like going to battle against these first order walkers. Right. And it's just uh, this really big epic scale where I found myself watching it and thinking, this is a cool, cool idea. Like I want to see this, you know, on a bigger scale. Like this is a cool idea to just have in a Lego show. Yeah. I thought it was pretty brilliant and it's not something we've ever seen before. So yeah, that's, I like, I like how it went down. Yeah, it <laughs> just looked I kind really of felt... cool. And it was very, it was on an epic scale where it wasn't just like one rancor or two rancors. It was like this army of rancors, rancors yeah, going and toe kinda... to toe with these walkers. I felt bad for the troopers. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, what was it? I, I love that when Phasma says, uh, you know, the the droid's memoir was uh, might might be horribly written, but it's accurate. <laughs> she finds the the starfighter there in the uh, in the little where it was stuck. Yeah, it's exactly where we saw it. You know, when it got when it kind of got stuck in that uh, those rocks that just happened to be the perfectly spaced apart to catch the ring. <laughs> yeah. And then we see, so everything's left exactly how we had last seen it. Um, and I like how the Jedi starfighter, like Anakin's Jedi starfighter became like this through line to kind of tell the story. Cause it's a, it's a significant ship that we, we as fans have seen, you know, since the prequels and it's connected to such a significant character and how they kind of tied that in. I thought that was a really cool, yeah. cool idea. And I also love how I think that happened in one of the shorts. So you, you like you had to really be paying attention when the Starfighter came into uh, the picture because there it just pops in here and and pops out there and, and yeah, I thought that was really cool. The fact that there's this lingering thread surrounding the Starfighter. Yeah, it's it's really it's a testament to how well thought out the show really is. Yeah, the writing and the strength in the writing, because, you know, it, it is in the end, it's a kid show and it's it's geared toward a younger audience. And they probably could have gotten away with not being so detail oriented. But they you know, they because of that detail, it's it makes it that much richer of an experience to watch. Mm hmm. And and then you have Moxie, you know. And the others repairing that ship that was left behind by Finn and Rose on the beach. And I also love that Roger brought up the Max Rebo show. <laughs> the Max Rebo tribute band. That's right. <laughs> and Kapow's like, give me that. You know, he, he acts like it. he's interested. He's like, you know, rah, rah, rah. You know, and then he hands it to him and he eats it. And he's like, come on. Like, we're not going to see the Max Rebo tribute band. <laughs> Um, and you know, everyone eventually ends up in Snoke's or yeah, I think Snoke's ship is what comes after at this point. Uh, cause Phasma ends up taking a starfighter and the others manage to get to that area. Yeah. They, right. They, they make it back to the resistance. Um, yeah. And they decide pretty much almost in a way they kind of go on this suicide run. Where Pretty much. They're like, we probably aren't going to survive this, but hey, we're, what's the alternative? We just get blown up with the resistance, so we got to do something. 
Yeah. Um, so they decide to crash onto that ship, which allows them to be part or at least kind of running parallel to what's going on in the movie. So we get to see them, you know, bump into Ray and Kylo, and we get to see them kind of in the hangar when Phasma and Finn are fighting. So it's it's a cool situation to put them in because then it allows us to see where it parallels. Right, yeah. I also love the part where they get stopped by that First Order officer and Kapow speaking in his language uh he's trying to explain what they're doing um and at the very end he says first order, first order. <laughs> <laughs> i'm telling you I'm, I'm i'm on board with kapow now i thought that was hilarious when he starts because because moxie starts to do the explaining mm-hmm. and it's almost like kapow's like i got this you know <laughs> yeah. and he just starts i mean he's giving them away <laughs> Doing his best effort, and then I, I like how they kind of like chalk it up to like, oh, there's something wrong with the microphone, right? You know, right. <laughs> need to get that thing fixed. And I, in that same scene too, we get to see Rose and Finn running in the background with uh, um, oh my gosh, BB-8, I forget his right? BB-8 and the 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 code breaker guy. Oh yeah, um, yeah. DJ. DJ, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I missed that. I looked. I must have missed DJ. I saw. I saw her go BB-8, like because she saw BB-8, I guess. Uh huh. Uh huh. But I must have. Well, looked she heard away. him. Yeah, yeah. Because she heard. And I remember seeing a third figure. I was like, oh, that must be DJ. Okay. Cool. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and and you know they're in the elevator at this point, and I love that they see Ray and Kylo fighting. <laughs> yeah, and then R- Roger's like questioning it. He's like, right. wait, that's Kylo. And then isn't Ray part of the resistance? Why are they fighting together? You know, <laughs> which so many fans were wondering the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, know? pretty much. Uh, but they're, they're witnesses to it now. <laughs> he was questioning Raylo just like the rest of us. <laughs> <laughs> and unfortunately for them, they end up getting captured. But there is something that happens that basically throws uh, the First Order out of um out of whack which is the uh the holdo maneuver a light speed ramming yeah. yeah i thought that was pretty cool that they replicated that in lego form yeah and moxie even kind of she's like waiting for something to happen she's like and they're like what are you doing and she's like i'm waiting for something to happen like Favier's or <laughs> you know because there's going to be something that kind of gets them out of the situation and then sure enough the light speed ramming happens which i kind of there were certain moments where they could have done this entire episode and never showed us, you know, the Praetorian guards fighting Kylo and Rey, you know, that's such an epic scene that we, we've never seen in Lego form. Mm-hmm. And in order for them to include it here, they had to have these characters run across it. And I'm, I'm going, I'm looking in my, I'm thinking in my mind, just imagining Bill and Bob in the writer's room where they're like, well, we want to do like, it doesn't make sense for these characters to be here, but we still want to show that scene. So let's have them, you know, go on the elevator or let's, let's do a scene where we can show the light speed ramming in Lego form. You know, it didn't need to be in the show, but I think they found a way to put it in because they thought it would be really cool. Right. Yeah. Oh, that was really cool. And, uh, and then the Falcon, you know, shows up, That's which right. we, you know, as we're watching The Last Jedi, we don't see the Falcon show up in space. You know, we see 
her we should we see ray and uh chewbacca show up on the falcon like on crate yeah yeah kind of a surprise so this was like oh now we know that when they were approaching they were actually chased by tie fighters and roger had to intervene yeah roger roger was key to the success of what happened on crate as much as luke skywalker was look at that yeah roger who would have thought hero of the resistance (laughs) He was willing to give his life, which I, did you have a moment of like panic where you thought, oh wait, are they going to kill Roger? I seriously thought they did. And I remember feeling that, you know, that this can't be real. This is not happening feeling. (laughs) Um, But of course he's okay. And I thought, good, good. This is good. (laughs) (laughs) I thought it's kind of like um, if this was the end, if this is the end of the Freemaker adventures or Freemaker characters showing up in Lego, uh, it would be a fitting way to kind of say goodbye to this character, you know, for him to sacrifice himself for the family so the family can go on. And so I was kind of like, okay with it um, from a very dramatic perspective. I was like, okay, it's a, it's a very worthy sacrifice. Um, But with the hope that they would continue on if they, you know, tell more Moxie stories in the future, what are they, they're not going to be, you know, we, we need Roger there. So I'm happy that they didn't kill him Yeah, because I think, no. I don't know. I'm starting to, I know like we were kind of saying, Oh, this is going to be kind of the end uh, for real this time, but I don't know. I feel like they really left it open-ended. They did. For, for and... more stories. And Lego, I think Lego and Star Wars are going to continue making stories, at least I hope. And so here's hoping that uh, they bring in the Freemakers specifically to touch on those future sequel stories and and whatnot. Yeah, because Moxie and Roger and Kapow, they end up on some remote planet and don't really have a way off, but they're able to contact Leia because, well, Leia, I guess she does that distress call out. And so Moxie gets it. And so they're able to talk and it's kind of like, okay, we're going to give you the rendezvous point for your, us to, to, for you to find us. And we get that hollow image of like kind of the surviving members of the resistance all standing around. Yeah. Which was really cool. And so you're like, okay, the re- you know, and she's talking about the rebuilding the resistance and they contact Moxie and there's not that many people in the resistance now. And no. so it's like, oh, now Moxie's part of that. You know, she's part of that rebuilding. So I like that they have implanted Moxie and Roger and Kapow into that story. So, you know, who knows, maybe it's not anytime soon, but if they do come back to this well and say, hey, we want to tell more stories around Lego and, and the Freemakers, they have left that wide open for them to be a continuing part of the future of the story. So true. And I also love how it also kind of fits in with Star Wars Resistance because, you know, the reason why Kaz on the Colossus isn't able to respond, at least I think, because we haven't really seen it yet, but the reason I think he doesn't respond to Leia's message um, or that uh, distress signal that they sent from Crate is because he's dealing with things that are happening on the Colossus especially with what happened in this most recent episode, the um, descent. So it's cool that you have these little things happening outside of the movie and hopefully they'll converge <laughs> at one point. So we'll see how that happens in episode nine. Yeah. And I'm, as we're getting closer 
to episode nine coming out and you know with with resistance going on and then kind of just re-watching this episode and then all day it's been like rebels remembered hashtag yeah uh where people are posting all the stuff they love about rebels and it's like really reinvigorated me you know for star wars it's like the, i got this like injection this adrenaline shot yeah so like now i'm starting to get really excited about oh and then they talked you know galaxy's edge stuff is is coming out announced you know a lot more details about that and apparently rumor is that they're going to actually announce an opening date date on thursday oh yeah so it's kind of like you're it's like oh episode nine is this year you know that's not Crazy. that far away. And then we have Celebration coming up and we have, you know, the Disney streaming service shows and there's all this stuff that's coming that I feel like once it starts, I feel like Celebration is going to be kind of the beginning of the, the dominoes falling. That's all just going to lead up to episode nine. And like, I'm starting to get that like Star Wars giddiness. <laughs> I'm like excited to, to be kind of into it all again. Yay. Yeah, I'm excited as well. I just want to see how it all ends. Yeah, I'm really, you know, I, the Last Jedi, we were kind of talking about at the top of the show how that specifically can be so divisive. And, you know, you almost don't want to talk about it on Twitter because you're afraid you're going to start an argument. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, Last Jedi definitely didn't do everything as a movie that I, as a fan, wanted. But at the same time, I find a lot of entertainment and value in that movie. And I realize it's the middle of a story. So I'm like, I'm just so excited just to find out what they're going to do. You know, there's so many possibilities where they could go with the story. So I'm like, oh, I'm like, okay, Kylo, Ray, Finn, Rose, like, where are these people going to end up? Is Kylo going to survive? Is he going to be redeemed? Is he going to die? You know, it's just all these mysteries that I just can't wait to find out. Same. Hard same. <laughs> <laughs> Tell me the story, JJ. What is it? <laughs> And then Mandalorian's yeah. coming. Oh, that's cool too. Yeah, there's so much. I know, so good. <laughs> but I just, I really love how Lego Star Wars all, all stars really uh, weaved it in so nicely as they did with Remaker Adventures. And I'm gonna miss these stories, but they're there, so I can rewatch them whenever, whenever I feel like it. Yes, definitely. They were such good stories, and I hope that there's some sort of a continuation with moxie i'm really i'm still really starting to like these new characters you know so now i want more stories with them yeah but same what if they do <laughs> i want i want more kapow what if they do mandalorian lego sets <gasps> Ooh. Have you thought about that yet no i did not <laughs> <laughs> and i want <laughs> i can just imagine there's going to be some really cool armor ships there's just a lot of visual coolness that's that's coming to us, I think, through that show. Yeah, yeah. Even oh. just the way that the main character that they that that first image of the of the Mandalorian that they released, like just his armor alone, I'm like, that's so cool. He looks so cool. I know. I hope someone will cosplay that. Um, it has to happen, celebrate. right? It has to. There has to be somebody <laughs> at celebration in that costume. Like, yeah, I I was thinking the same thing because I was. You know, I think you and I both, you know, as it's leading up to celebration, it's like, okay, that's the time to get creative and like make your t-shirts and your pins and your buttons and all of that stuff. And I think you and I are both in that mode right now. 
Yeah. And yeah. so um, I've seen some of the stuff that you've been doing, and I was thinking about it. I was like, oh, I wonder if there's like a – how would I do like a Mandalorian if I wanted to make like a T-shirt mm. for the Mandalorian? Um, because they're not going to have merchandise available for us before celebration, right? I don't think so. Probably maybe not. maybe like a tease, like the like that logo on a shirt or something. Yeah, but I was thinking about how I could do that. So hmm. <laughs> I could figure yeah. out how to redo that helmet in like a kind of more of a hand drawn style. Oh yeah. And maybe put that on a shirt. But yeah. I'm not that artistic. <laughs> Whatever. I saw your loth cat. Oh yeah, that was cute. I can't make a cute Mandalorian helmet. <laughs> <laughs> Mandalorians can be cute. That's true. Cutesy Mandalorians. But... <laughs> yeah. So I guess that's it for this episode, right? Yeah, I think so. And I think we had talked about doing a live build episode next. So that'll be... Uh... You didn't build that Starfighter yet, did you? No, it's still in its little box. Oh, cool. So that'll be... We'll have to figure out when is a good time to do that. But um, that'll be fun. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be fun. So I guess with that... What are the uh, end show notes here? <laughs> Thanks for listening and keep an eye out for our next episode about the Lego build. And maybe you'll see us at Celebration. So if you do, say hi. Yes, please. I always like saying hi to other people and hugs. Yeah. I love hugs. <laughs> <laughs> what was something that, oh, did you see the Lego movie too? I did not. No, I haven't had a chance, but I know you had good things to say about it. Yeah, there's a there it's interesting because the whole idea of be a builder um is actually kind of touched upon in that movie but in like the reverse where they have a character that's all about like breaking things down and it's kind of like you got to destroy stuff to kind of rebuild it and it it was interesting because I was thinking like, "Oh wow, this is like we're these different life lessons that we've learned through the freemakers." And you can see these similarities in the the Lego movie. I just thought it was kind of an interesting dynamic. So you should check That's that movie out. Cool. Yeah, I will. I will for sure. It's gotta find time. Time's been kind of tight this past couple of, this past couple of weeks. So uh, one day I will yeah, get to it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but until next time. Yes. Be a builder and may the force be with you. Bye.